on February 2, 2010. National Point in the Advocate, Mark Henkel, was on The Lanigan and Malone Show on Magic 105.7 WNJI. At Magic 105.7, let me go back on the phone. I believe standing by is Mark uh, Mark Hagel. Mark, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, and yourself? Oh, fine, good, I'm okay. Um, how many wives do you have, Mark? Not a question I answer. <laughs> wow, what an interview. Well, I got off to a great start here. Not a there we go. I answer. Right. <laughs> do you have uh, one wife? Well, I, oh, I'm very married, yes. I'm You're very, very, very married. And your wife is standing right by the phone right now going, watch what you say, Mark. <laughs> watch what you say. Uh, 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 right, fine. Uh, the honey-do list afterward i got to watch out for. Yeah, the National Polygamy Advocate, that's you, right? Yes. And founder of TruthBearer.org. Correct. What is TruthBearer.org? Uh, it is an organization uh, that began with uh, non-Mormon evangelical Christians, uh, Believing that the uh, the Bible has never uh, created the one man one woman required doctrine, and that uh, more or less a continuing of the Protestant Reformation, and consequently because of uh, able to answer both the uh, Christian arguments and the uh, political conservative arguments, uh, we were the only ones actually able to successfully refute those arguments and therefore spearhead the overall movement for all uh, consenting adult polygamy for any form of religion. I'm sorry, Jim, could you translate that? Yeah, it sounds like he, well, how many wives do you have? <laughs> <laughs> what state are you in right now? I'm sorry? What state are you in? Maine. Maine. Huh? The state of Maine. You're in the state of Maine. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and you're not. A, you said non-Mormon. Correct. Uh, right. Bangor, Maine. What? Bangor, Maine. Okay. Bangor, Maine. <laughs> well, actually, that's pronounced Bangor, but I'm quite a ways away from there. Bangor. <laughs> not Bangor. That was a cheap shot if I ever heard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not you. I'm talking about Kulik. <laughs> right, right, right. I get it. At what point in your um, first marriage did you? Did, did you realize you believed polygamy was a good idea? Well, actually, we were uh, studying the Bible as uh, Christians, as, as uh, evangelical Christians are taught to do. Yeah. And as we did so, uh, we discovered there is a multitude of the very important men in the Bible uh, had more than one wife. Oh, and yeah. It, 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 it's, and to say that that was adultery just seemed like an extraordinary uh, contradiction. And then so we really seriously studied it, studied it together, and realized that, one, there is absolutely no prohibition, uh, that the story of Adam and Eve was, and the one flesh verse are written in Genesis, which was written by Moses, and the Bible shows Moses had two wives. So the man who has two wives certainly knows what he meant when he wrote those doctrines. Yeah, but it wasn't Adam and Eve and, uh, and Mary and, and uh, the Sally. It was just Adam and Eve. Yes, but Adam and Eve written by a polygamist. Uh-huh. Let me ask you this. Did you and your wife uh, arrive at this conclusion yes. at the same time? At the exact same time, probably uh, probably not. No, but the re- the we have what's called love, not force, and certainly it was not a it was not an issue of wanting to uh, force anything on her or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. But rather, it was a matter of. Uh, from the paradigm of, of Christians is that you're supposed to believe the truth because it is the truth, and if you're believing uh, as an evangelical Christian, your paradigm is that because the Bible says it's true, then that's the case, and not because what man says. Yeah. And that was the whole point of the Protestant Reformation. And so we were coming from that uh, paradigm and taught and in teaching, and so together we looked at that, and, and it just it's irrefutable. It is absolutely irrefutable that the Bible does not prohibit polygamy. Mark, it not. Is it your belief that... That the Bible just doesn't prohibit it, or is it your belief that the Bible advocates it? Because just because it's possible or permissible doesn't mean 
that you have to go to your wife and say, We're, I'm going to take on another bride here. Well, first of all, I believe that uh, it's really, it's uh, if you wanted to get into uh, Christian argumentation, you know, it's be it no wife, one wife, or more than wife, it would only be as God would call. And certainly, and, and if that's the case, then the whole family, we're talking about consenting adults. Uh, certainly not anything, if the wife is not into it, then that's just, you know, you, you have a marital intimacy problem. Yeah, that's I, it. I'm not talking about that. I'm simply saying that uh, it's not an issue of superiority. However, uh, the the ultimate sin, if you will, for Christians is idolatry, and to turn to government like a false god to redefine, control, and license the doctrine of marriage uh, is idolatrous. And actually, uh, you're using sin to fight sin, and using big. You're saying you're a conservative, but you're fighting at all. Yeah, I got to stop you for a minute on that. You're saying it's idolatry for the government, that, and, and we look to the government. But it is against the law to have more than one wife. I mean, whether the Bible says it's okay. First off, one of the things you said when we first started talking, you said non-Mormon, as if to identify that the Mormons do practice this, and you're not a Mormon, so it's not part of that group or sect, right? To basically show that all polygamy is not defined by the stereotype that everybody thinks it's always Mormon. Okay, Mormon is the stereotype, and you said not, and it just slipped right through, non-Mormon. Uh, but it, it, you're not a Mormon. Are you a Catholic? Are you a, more, a Protestant? Or what are you? Evangelical, Protestant, Christian, yes. Okay, evangelical, Protestant, Christian. The government doesn't, doesn't uh, con, uh, condone this. You know that. Correct. Well, that's why actually some law is so tyrannical. For example, in my state, and the reason for my uh, non-answer in the beginning is that the right. the mere act, not just the act of, uh, uh, for example, the bigamy law in Maine is that a uh, uh, married person who marries another or purports to marry. So the mere free speech act of a married man just calling a girlfriend a wife, that purporting, that free speech act itself is a crime. Yeah, you couldn't tell me you were if you had more than one because that would be that would be actually against the law. Exactly. You would break the law by simply admitting exactly. that. I, I didn't expect you to. Are there not records though that that I mean how 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 are there are there are there not records that would indicate that? Well as long as I'm not purporting and as long as I'm not having a license Right, you don't have a marriage license. Okay. You don't have a you, you have a one marriage license then? Yes, I'm very married. Okay, but to anybody else it's kind of like it's in a common different. law then. Yeah, common law. It would have to be. All right. Um, now, wives, what do we call a wife with multiple husbands? Is that a polygamy? That's called polyandry. Well, technically, the word polygamy is, is the, the general term of either way. And then you've got the two subsets, polygyny, polygyny, uh, with the root word that comes from gynecologists, basically is a husband with multiple wives, and polyandry would be a wife with multiple husbands. What's the purpose of it? Why would you want to do that? I mean, why do you need more than one wife? Well, it, it's not an issue of need. Again, that's another stereotype. It is more matter of uh, let's put it in the context of uh, various people have super skills like for example Michael Jordan has super skills uh, in basketball yeah right and certain men Tiger Woods has super skills too but I'm not sure that's gonna <laughs> well I, I've used that example as well but that's not a context we want to use here <laughs> said back in uh, December 94 that she said you know, uh, that I'd, I'd rather be the, uh, the third wife of a good man than the only wife of a jerk. Yeah. No. And we've created an era of dumbed-down males, marriage-phobic males, and a society of abandoned single moms. And we're talking about men who grow up and care about women and actually understand and get those super skills of understanding of how to care for women and, and that they would actually attract it. See, it always amazes me, though, getting back to my other question here. 
that we we can come up with reasons why men should be allowed to have more wives. Yeah. Whatever, but we we never seem to think think that women should be able to have more husbands. Like very few men say it's okay for my wife to go out and have five other other men. Yeah. Well, we're after decriminalization, and we're actually saying we, the polygamy rights win win solution for ending the marriage debate for all sides, and everybody wins. So your your wives are free to have multiple husbands. Well, no. The, well, <laughs> it's the dynamics of the relationship. We we're saying the government has no uh, constitutional authority, especially by the Tenth Amendment. To be defining life, controlling the contractual arrangement. But I'm just saying, if your wife said, "Hey, I, I certainly understand why you want to have more than one wife," and believe it or not, I just met Ted down the street, and I, I'd like to have more than one husband. What would you say? Well, I would say that that would be outside of the dynamics of our particular relationship. The, well, no, because you know, once she said that, it would no longer. I mean, now she's saying, see, at one point you having an extra wives would have been outside the the parameters of your relationship. Do you guys do you discovered this, and then you said this is a good thing. So she discovered Ted and said, oh my gosh, now I realize I would also like to be with Ted as well as you. Why would that not be okay? Well, because that would again that would be outside of the marriage commitment that we've made as a family. The, but you wouldn't have a problem with it down the road if it was available to women to have more than one husband. Well, well, see, you're, you're talking the difference between polyandry versus uh, a, a non-committed group idea where one goes off to another, to another, to another. Now, what I'm saying is this, that technically uh, if, it doesn't matter that if government is not defining the contractual arrangements either way, it doesn't matter whether it's polygamy, polyandry, uh, one man, yeah. one woman, same-sex marriage. It doesn't matter. Okay. At the end of the day, though, when you come down to human relationships and human the way males are and the way females are, that the dynamics – women tend to bond to each other and would – this is like a yes or no question that you're trying to make into a long thing. If your wife came home and said, I, I have met Ted or Pete, whatever, and said, you know, I know we didn't have this before, but now I realize I would like to be with another man as well as you, would that be okay? It would not be within the parameters of our relationship, no. It would not be okay. Did you change the dynamics into your marriage, or did you change the dynamics before you got married? I didn't change it. Because you said your wife and you discussed yeah. polygamy after, right. after you got married? Well, well again, we have a, a standard that's called, for polygamy called Love Not Force, lovenotforce.com. And the issue is of, of love, and that she actually embraces this and wanted this as well. Was it before or after you got married? It was after. Okay. Okay. Well, so you changed the dynamics. So what did you want to change the dynamics? Well, no, because I see we, again. We we were at a place when we began with this that we were just looking at the Bible and looking at it as a matter of truth, and that's where our paradigm shift was. It wasn't like suddenly we found the Bible. Oh, I've got to go out and get another wife. That's not the way it happened, and that's not the way it was. You know, the the idea is not to think that it's just simply because uh, some man wants this. You know, there are women that also want this as well, and and the. We're in a society that... Mark, I'm sorry, man. You... <laughs> oh, wait. So, so you think that there are women who want to share their husband with other women? I think that for those who choose it, for example, an abandoned single mom may join a family, and now suddenly, that those, instead of being a hamster in a wheel working uh, just to pay for daycare or having to go on welfare, she may want to join a family. And now suddenly, you've got a situation where two women have the choice. Maybe one wants to work and one wants to be a stay-at-home mom. Now both get the choice, and the woman who works is able to know that her children are being raised within the family and with love rather than with some low-paid stranger at daycare. Certainly there are options. Doesn't that work with a man, too, though? A man could say, you know, I really realize I don't really want to work a lot, but I, I like to do stuff around the house, so I'll come and live with Mark and his wives, and I'll do housework while Mark is out doing other stuff, and we'll all be happy together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's possible. 
and you know it is, Mark. Come on. Uh, but it doesn't work that way. And everything we've ever seen of uh, polygamy, and quite frankly, it's been in the news a good deal over the last few years, certainly in Texas with what we saw and what we've seen in, uh, in those, Utah. Those uh, Mormon polygamy sects. Yeah, but and, and I realize that's the one we know. When you say the stereotype, that is not a, not necessarily the stereotype, but that's the one that's had the publicity, and we've certainly seen that uh, used in a lot of Because it makes media money to sensationalize only criminals. Um, okay, maybe that's the case. I don't know. It's just the rest of the population looks at that, and I really believe overall the population looks at it and thinks that's sad. Well, actually, we've, we've issued many press releases. I mean, I've been in USA Today, I've been uh, 2020, right. expressing that we completely stood against the very crimes just like everybody else. We're t- we have the National Polygamy Rights Movement for Consenting Adults. And just because some rogue sect out goes out and does something criminal, that's like saying all Christians are defined by Jonestown and Jim Jones. Right. You know, the bottom line is just because some criminal does something doesn't mean that that's what normal, regular, everyday consenting adults around the country. Okay. To do. Let me ask you this. What is what is the title of your website mean? Love Not Force. It is it is basically it is a, a stop sign to men who think that suddenly they discover that it's biblical and or they think that it's okay because of what we're saying and we say, wait a minute, stop. You have to love your wife. This is, you do not force polygamy. If your wife is not embracing this as well, then polygamy is not for you. It is love, not force. And if your family, if, not, if the entire family, you and your wife, are not fully aboard with the idea of polygamy, then you don't. You have a marital intimacy problem, and do not proceed to polygamy. So that is our standard of normal consenting adult polygamy. It's love, not force. Got it. All right. Uh, the website is called lovenotforce.com. What's and uh, your website is what now? Well, NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com. On national, uh, is this is this growing? Yes, it is. It is. Oh, very much so. Because the reason is is that one because of the internet would made made it possible for people around the country to meet each other rather than be isolated, and two because we are able to answer the arguments that nobody else could without being dismissed as Mormon, dismissed as liberal, dismissed as lascivious, dismissed as anti-woman because of uh, coming as Christians and as conservatives and as love not force, we've set that standard and we're able to answer the argument that others haven't and that's why we keep growing because people can accept that. What I understood Ozzy Osbourne better. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, it is good to talk to you this morning. Give the website again and they can try that and look at it if they want to find out more. There's nationalpolygamyadvocate.com and certainly anybody who's interested in per- polygamy personal, there's twowives.com as well. Alright, good, thanks. Good to talk to you this morning. Have a great day. Thank you very much. You too. Okay, bye. Bye. 25 after 7, WMJI Magic 105.7. Mark Hinkle is National Polygamy Advocate. Presented polygamy to the public since 1994. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com